This episode is brought to you by the new D9 Business Directory. Shop Greek-owned brands from a variety of categories. And if you are Greek, author, or business owner, add your profile today at d9business.com. Honoring those trailblazers who preceded us is just as important as leaving a legacy for those who will follow us. Greekly Speaking is about highlighting Greeks today who are creating positive change for tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric, and joining me for this episode is Ms. Lawanda Lewis Burrell of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Lawanda was initiated in the Epsilon Gamma chapter of Zeta Phi Beta in 1996. She's a published author and an entrepreneur. One of her recent books is entitled Stand Up, Speak Up, Because Your Time Is Up, Restoring Hope in the Time of Adversity. Lawanda, thank you so much for joining us here on Greekly Speaking. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Hey, I'm great. I think we're all thawed out here in uh, Dallas, and (laughs) I'm looking forward to every ounce of sunshine. I have a brand new appreciation (laughs) for uh, sunny days, and uh, we're going to just keep rolling with it. It's 2021. It's 2021. Yes, we have a whole new appreciation for sunny skies, and we're just so thankful that, you know, we've thawed out, and it's a brand new day. A brand new day. I think that's the best t-shirt we could ever wear at this point. I love it. I was looking at just the title of your book and, and you know, Restoring Hope in a Time of Adversity. And I, I think it resonates so well with all of the things that are happening in our community today. And I want to unpack all of that, but you know, the format on Greekly Speaking, we have to know first who we're dealing with, you know, tell us a little bit about your Greek background. You were mentioning that you have a very significant anniversary coming up. I pledged uh, spring of 1996. Sounds pretty old. (laughs) I pledged Epsilon Gamma Chapter, Stillman College, And today is very special to me because it's my 25th Zetaversary. And so I'm just so blessed um, and excited to be a part of such a um, prestigious organization. Uh, Zeta Phi Beta has blessed me tremendously throughout the years. And I'm just very, very grateful for the um, for the uh, sisterhood. That is awesome. So did you have any Greek influences in your life coming up or did you find out about Zeta in college? Well, I actually was a Zeta Arcanet when I was in high school. It was actually my sister and I, and um, we were blessed to be raised with a community of of Zetas and Sigmas. Uh, Most of our teachers and community leaders and church members were Zetas and Sigmas. So we grew up seeing nothing but blue and white. And I was, you know, just so excited to be um, a part of the organization. And I couldn't wait to, you know, begin college so I could eventually pledge. But what struck me most with Zeta is just the love and the the genuine genuosity that I got from, from a lot of the ladies in the community. And that's why I'm so excited, you know, just to be a part of this organization and also to, you know, hopefully teach my daughters about uh, Zeta, Phi Beta Sorority. 
Well, it sounds like you're off to a good start at setting that example, and that's good. And and for the record, you know, you're talking about old. I'm fall 86, so you you now can feel as young <laughs> as you like. All right, so let, let let's keep that in, in, in the perspective that it deserves. Oh so, yeah, you got me by <laughs> by 10 years. You got me, but we're you still go. young at heart. All day, every day. All I day. I, I didn't mention this, but my sister actually pledged me. She pledged uh -huh, at University of Alabama. Um, I think it was spring 92. I'm not really sure of that year, but she pledged a couple of years before me. And I attended Stillman College. And actually, when I attended, the Zeta that was on campus was graduating. And so that left no Zetas on campus. And so you know, God gave me the courage and I just, you know, stepped out on faith. I told my sister I wanted to pledge. If I had to do it alone, I was going to do it alone. And she was 100% behind me and her and her sorority sisters at the University of Alabama pledged me. Wow. Okay. So your sister was 100% behind you. Was she 100% in front of you in your face during that time? Or, <laughs> you, you know, we'll, that we'll part, talk. Yes, she we'll, was. <laughs> We'll talk offline about how that actually went down uh, back in that in that era, man. I, oh, yeah. I, I love hearing these stories. So oh, yeah. somewhat of a legacy going on, and, and, and that's always awesome. So how many other um, ladies were online with you? No, it was just okay. me. I pledged uh, alone. I pledged alone. I pledged alone. And it's so funny because I talk about, I have a chapter in the book, and it's dedicated to uh, Zeta Phi Beta and Phi Beta Sigma. And I talk about my journey of pledging alone at a, you know, predominantly black university. It wasn't always peaches and cream. You were just full of t-shirts, huh? I pledged alone. That's, that's the second t-shirt. We're going to go ahead and see if we can mark it. I like that. Uh, but that, that is awesome. So did, did they give you a line name? What was your line name? Everlasting one. <laughs> Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everlasting ones still have the t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was very challenging, but you know what? It gave me so much courage. And after I was able to accomplish that, you know, nothing, you know, nothing could could stop me. I love it. I love it. Uh, everlasting one. So it sounds like Zeta's had a big impact on your life, I can tell. Yeah. But, you know, the cool thing about being part of these youth groups, right, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. Sigma Beta Club or Arcanet or Kappa League or whatever, yeah. is that you get that introduction to the concept of the brotherhood and the sisterhood first, right? Yeah. And, and you kind of have an idea uh, that the work starts after you get in, <laughs> right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's not just the parties and the glitz and glamour it was a lot of community service and and that actually was what struck me in high school just being able to have a heart to give back and once i saw you know how much the zetas and the sigmas both worked in the community it was no doubt of you know what my destiny would be with the organization no doubt t-shirt number three all right <laughs> I love this. You, you are all right with me. You must be an author for real. You got all, the, all the good catchphrases. And uh, so last question, we'll wrap this, this segment up. If you were to give some advice to someone considering going Greek, whether it's fraternity or sorority, what would you tell them? 
I would tell them to just go with what's in their heart. You know, um, like I said, I love Zeta Phi Beta. I love Phi Beta Sigma. But to be honest, I think all of the Greek sororities and fraternities have, you know, things to, that they should be celebrated upon. You know, they have a plethora of things that they're doing for the community that, you know, should always be celebrated. And it's just what's in your heart. You know, if you have a legacy uh, in your family, you know, and you want to follow that legacy, by all means, you know, do that. But, you know, you got to do what's right for you and follow your own dreams. And like with me, you know, I played Zeta Phi Beta and I did it alone and it was hard for me. But, you know, it was something that I was very passionate about, something that, you know, I had dreamt about basically my whole you know life. And, you know, I just went for it. Once you're in these organizations, you're in there for life. So you want to make sure that whatever you choose, that it is for you and only for you. Amen. <laughs> Very well stated. I mean, that that is what it is. You really have to do a self-assessment and introspective, if you will, first before you yeah. go off looking at the organizations to join to kind of see, you know, where you would actually fit in. So I appreciate you sharing that. So your book, I've checked out your website and and I love the the, the cover of your book. And it, it just speaks of professionalism. And to me, being prepared for what lies ahead, right? It's time to right. stand up and get up and do something. And I'm like, wow. And sometimes I think you can judge a book by its cover, right. especially when it's a beautiful cover and, and it pulls you in and it engages you. So tell us about your organization and what okay. prompted you to, to write the book. Okay. Well, I didn't, you know, think that I would ever be an author. It wasn't something that I had as a vision. I actually, my background is in human resources and I've had 15 years experience. I was hired as an HR director and it was a dream job because it had my love of HR as well as it was in a school setting because I had previously be, you know, was an educator. Well, what happened was, you know, you don't judge a book by its cover. Everything looked, you know, fine at first. I was the only Black in, in the administration team. And I noticed that they had a lot of things that they were doing that were unethical. You know, I worked there for a couple of years and I, I didn't say anything for the first year or so. Finally, when I got the courage to, you know, speak with my superiors about some things that I saw that, you know, policies and procedures that should be tweaked a little bit, they gave me pushback. It started sort of jeopardizing my own job and my own, you know, beliefs. And I spoke up again, and that's when the harassment started, and I got terminated. Eventually, I got terminated. This devastated me because, you know, like I said, in my mind, it was my dream job. I prayed to God and asked him to just reveal my purpose, just to show me what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Because for 15 years, I worked in HR. I was in the closet one day home alone. I pulled the box down and out fell a journal that I had written five years prior. I started reading that journal and got my laptop out. And within two weeks, I had a book of over 250 pages. That was God showing me that wow. my purpose is to become an author, to tell my truth. I went back in the closet and because I had hatred in my heart for a while because of the things that I had endured, I went back in the closet, asked God to forgive the ones that had mistreated me. I felt like I was in bondage. 
because I had that, you know, hatred in my heart. Once I laid it down and just basically said, God, you know, forgive him. You know, it hurts, but, you know, I, I want to move forward. That next week, I got a book contract from Christian Faith Publishing for my book, Stand Up, Speak Up, because your time's up. You know, this is deep on so many levels, but let's start with the fact that first, if your HR director is having HR issues, uh -huh. that might not be the best place to be. <laughs> exactly. Just a wild guess. Just uh -huh. a wild exactly. guess. And, yeah. and, you know, I really believe that you have to go through some things to fully appreciate where you end up, right? Exactly. And you have to have something that fuels that passion, right? Mm -hmm. And it just hats off to you for going through that whole emotional process. You should be angry at what you should be angry at. I'm a firm right. believer in that. Otherwise, we'd all be dealing with conditions from 400 years ago. And I love it. Dead up, speak up. I mean, it, it is so poignant because when you're silent, when you don't say things, right. that's how they perpetuate forever, right? And the courage, how did you get the courage? I mean, to just say, look, something's got to get fixed. Something's right. not right. Um, you know what? It was, it took a while. Like I said, it took about a year. And I, I, I was going back and forth in my head. I was praying to God, you know, because a part of me was like, if I say something, then, you know, I'm going to lose my job. And, you know, my husband is working, but I, I got to be the helpmate. And so a part of me didn't want to speak up, but then my belief is so, you know, strong that I, I could not allow myself to just continue to be a part of something that, you know, was just, it was demeaning and it was, you know, hurtful to, you know, some of the employees that, you know, didn't really have knowledge of what was going on. And every day that I sat in that office and I was there physically, I was a part of, you know, the, the conniving and the vindictive ways. So I had to be the bigger person and I had to say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this. If it means losing my job, then that's what's going to happen. But just like he provided this job, he's going to provide another one. And, you know, when one door closed, God always opens another one and it's always better than the one before. And I'm a witness. I'm living my best life now. Um, stress-free, you know, God is everything to me. And he has so many times proven to me that he's always going to look out for me and take care of me. Who is it that you really hope would read your book? You know what? I think my book is for anyone that has life uh, challenges, anyone that, you know, basically anyone that has breath in their body to be honest with you, because the book is not actually about the human resources part of the book is just a journey of life. It deals with things mm -hmm. that is relatable to everyone as far as like forgiveness. You know, we all have to have a heart of forgiveness. It deals with things like finding true love. It deals with death. And that's something that, you know, a lot of us have, especially now have the experience within our, you know, families and, and friendships. It also deals with childhood bullying, something that, you know, I dealt with early on in life where I had to learn how to speak up for myself. It deals with cherishing marriages. It deals with family. So it's a host of things that we all, men and women, 
can relate to in this book. It's wonderful, true stories. All of the stories are true. They're inspiring. They're heartfelt. And, you know, a few of them, I, I, I put a little humor in there because, you know, life should not be taken so serious. You know, we need to take the time sometimes and just laugh and just enjoy life and not take things to heart. You know, it's a good book for right now, especially with us going through, you know, so much devastation. It's just a breath of fresh air. And I think it would be um, something that anyone could enjoy, no matter what background you're from or, you know, anything of that sort, you will be able to get something out of this book. It's an overall message of hope, faith, forgiveness, and love. And what would you say is, is one thing that you learned going through the process of writing the book? I would say just basically just step out on faith, to be honest with you. It was hard for me because I've always been open to change, but this was a career change for me in my 40s. And, you know, one thing I want to just point out, you, you never know where God is going to take you in life. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in your 20s and your 40s, you know, in my mind, you know, HR was going to be my bread and butter for life. It was going to be where I was going to retire from. But, you know, our plans are not God's plans. And we have to be open minded and understand that, you know, sometimes a letdown is him redirecting us to where he wants us to go. And that's what I understood when I started writing, you know, the words just flowed out of me, like when, when it's, when it's not hard, you know, when it just flows and it's an easy process, you know, that it's coming from God. My husband's like, you know what, you need to let people read that book that, you know, it's a good book. It's going to, you know, be a message of encouragement. You need to get it out there. And after nine months, that's when I submitted it to uh, Christian Faith Publishing. And within two days, they were like, you know what? We love the book. We want to give off your contract. Where can we find the book? The book is available at Walmart. It was just picked up at Walmart last year. It's also available at Amazon. You can go on Barnes and Noble's website, as well as uh, Books a Million. And then they also have it at Lifeway Christian Stores. You can also go to www.sosweetauthor.com and you can purchase a copy on my website and it'll be a signed copy with a personal message from me. I really love that domain name. So <laughs> it, it, it's it's everything all in one. I mean, uh, any, any blue and white fraternity or sorority member will know exactly what that is. That exactly. is so cool because it says that you're not ashamed to wrap who you are into your work. And I love yes. that. So for anyone that may want to get in touch with you for speaking engagements, how would they get in contact with you directly? Well, recently, my husband and I just started our own business. We had anticipated that it was going to start uh, this spring, but actually we uh, were able to get uh, approved for LLC. And our business is a book writing, narrating, and also publishing service. Our email is susu entertainment llc at gmail.com. If you want to reach me on social media, you can go to for Instagram is at WandaVision2020. Also for Facebook is at Lawanda. Louis Borrell. 
And I also have a Twitter account. It's at Lawanda Lewis, boo, B-U, two, the number two. Well, there you have it, folks. She's all over social media. I'm glad to hear that you're launching that publishing company so you can be in a position to help those up and coming authors. And we can't wait to hear all the good works that come from that collaboration. And also congratulations to you. You were a recent um, member of the D9 Business Directory, which is where we connected. So folks, check that out. So you can see a list of all these great D9 entrepreneurs, such as Miss Wanda. And hey, what's next for you? Well, what's next for me besides writing more books and the business? I recently, last year, collaborated with a production company in Atlanta, Georgia, and they're interested in turning the book, Stand Up, Speak Up, Because Your Time's Up, into a movie. So we are in talks right now. We're getting ready to do the uh, screenplay, and hopefully we'll have a movie by the end of 2021. You know, that is the best way to end a podcast session that I've ever seen. Congratulations. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, hey, look, if there is anything we can do here to help promote any of the positive things you have going on, just let us know. Thank um, you so much. We're more than happy to do that. We wish you the best of success in the future, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.